The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. We're going to take a look at market action now with our guest, Eddie Lowe. He is the CIO of Maybank Group Wealth Management on the line from Singapore. Eddie, thanks for being with us. A lot of the focus here is on how aggressive the Fed has been of late, both in actual changes to policy and in rhetoric. Uh, we're looking at elevated yields across the curve today. Uh, do you think that uh, Chicago's uh, Charlie Evans has it right when he's saying Fed funds maybe needs to be in a range of four and a half to four and three quarters by next spring? And I'm wondering whether or not the caveat needs to be put in place here is, yeah, we could go there unless something breaks first. Do you think that's that's likely? How are you mapping this out? Right. Then um, Evans' remark was actually interesting because I think about just slightly a week ago, he was actually expressing concerns that the Fed is going too far, too fast with rate hikes. And now he's talking about you know, the need to remain restrictive. So, And I think that hawkish stance is probably more consistent with his other Fed colleagues. So I think overall, uh, Fed will definitely, I think, want to maintain a hawkish stance um, unless, you know, the inflation were to moderate faster than expected. So what we are looking at is really a very likely 75 basis point hike in November. And I think we talk about terminal rate of between 4.5 to 4.75%, which Evan also pointed out. I think that is probably a good uh, likelihood as well. When do you foresee inflation starting to moderate? It feels a long way off now. Mm -hmm. you know, what's going to happen first, that or a recession? Well, I think if you look at the headline inflation, it is indeed uh, starting to roll over. I mean, we started, uh, you know, uh, last month's data uh, was slightly uh, 8.5 to 8.3%. And then if you look at the Cleveland Fed now, it's actually projecting September CPI to edge lower to 8.2%. But I think what is of concern is really on the core CPI, uh, which is actually still trending higher. And that is really propelled by the very sticky uh, services uh, inflation. So I think in the upcoming jobs data, uh, investors will be very much focused on not just how many jobs are being added, but really on unemployment and wage pressure. Mm -hmm. And ironically, you need a bad set of numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, maybe that would be uh, that would be received uh, positively by investors because then it would suggest, uh, you know, softening wage pressure and, and softening inflationary pressure. But Eddie, I want to get back to this point that I was trying to get at earlier. What, what if something breaks? Scott Minard from Guggenheim was saying that he sees cracks forming in, in the mm -hmm. financial system right now. Right. I, I think, yes, I think you, you, you pointed out, and I, I sort of like read an article recently to say that, hey, financial conditions are indeed tightening and accidents could, hap could happen. And we did see a mini example of that in the UK recently, where the government actually, I think, surprised uh, the market with this tax cut uh, measures uh, and then led to soaring UK guilds. Uh, and the BOE had to reverse 
gear a little bit and did a, a and they did a temporary QE. So 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 I wouldn't be surprised uh, if you know if we do get a financial shock that the global central banks and the Fed uh, were to reverse gear. But I think that is not the base case scenario for now. Uh, Eddie, we've been speaking a lot about the macro environment, and just with that in mind, how is your risk appetite at the moment? Right. Uh, we have actually turned more cautious on risk assets uh, since the second quarter uh, amid, you know, inflation and central bank tightening concerns. And or while we are trying to look for opportunities to turn more constructive, but I think we are still not there yet. And one of the reasons here is because I think earnings risk has not been priced in. Uh, we still believe that corporate earnings estimates, especially in the developed markets, are still overly optimistic. And one point I wanted to highlight is in terms of volatility. Uh, if you look at the bond market and equity market volatility, the bond market volatility has actually is approaching the COVID crisis high, but equity market volatility is trending higher, but not there yet. So it could play some catch up. So we are bracing actually for a choppy October and advising our clients to really uh, protect their portfolio against the downside risk. So when you talk downside risk, are there themes here or industry groups that you believe mm-hmm. represent the greater downside risk? I'm thinking maybe materials, technology, stuff like that. Well, I think in terms of downside risk, when you look at markets, I think let's first talk about markets. Uh, we are actually underweighted uh, Europe. Uh, and I think for obvious reasons, apart from um, moderating economic activities, um, I think the region is still uh, most vulnerable to the ongoing geopolitical uncertainties related to Russia and Ukraine war. But within sectors, I think um, we are actually seeking shelter in more defensive sectors such as consumer staples and healthcare uh, because uh, these the demand for such uh, companies tend to be more resilient uh, even in a downturn. And actually, if you look at the recent sector performance, they have actually outperformed. Now, you're neutral on oil as well, and this is despite the uh, OPEC plus output mm-hmm. cuts that we've seen recently. Why, why is that? What are the factors you're balancing here? Well, um, in fact, uh, we have uh, earlier in, the, uh, I think a couple of months ago, we, we talked about trimming some exposure in the energy sector. Because if you look at the energy sector, it is actually year-to-date uh, one of the best performing uh, sectors in the positive uh, returns. Um that's not surprising because of the soaring oil prices that we have seen. Um, but if you look at, uh, if you talk about slowing growth, that's going to hurt demand ultimately, right? So, and that is why we thought that, hey, it's time to take some money off the table. Uh, because uh, if markets with a calm down investor will look around to say, okay, which one can I take profit off the table? And, and energy stocks will be the prime candidate. Now, having said that, a uh, couple of days ago, uh, prime uh, OPEC plus, uh, decide to cut uh, production uh, by two million. So that's I think that's going to lend some support uh, to saw oil prices putting a floor. But I don't think the intent of the OPEC plus is re- to to push uh, oil prices uh, back to say 120 or beyond. Because uh, if that were to be so, then it will only exacerbate the inflation issues, and 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 obviously the economy will be in a worse shape after that. During the U.S. session, we heard from the guys over at Global X Management. They were saying that China may add a meaningful amount of demand for crude oil. Expectations mm-hmm. here is we're going to see some type of recovery in the China economy. Now, the market has been on holiday uh, for the week. We'll get trading underway next Monday. Um, would you be long China right now, given everything that we've been describing? 
we we wanted to uh, uh, because the valuation looks so uh, you know attractive, but uh, I think the very stringent zero COVID uh, policies uh, are keeping us from turning overly uh, bullish. And if you look at the recent data, uh, cases are rising again because of the Golden Week holidays, and we do see renewed uh, lockdown restrictions. Now, there are some speculations that there could be more opening up of the economy uh, after the Party Congress, but we suspect any opening up would be gradual uh, uh, rather than a big boom. All right, uh, Eddie Lowe, we will leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us today on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Eddie Lowe is CIO of Maybank Group Wealth Management, joining us from Singapore, where there seems to be some fairly active bird life in the background as well. (laughs) Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.